You're listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration, a podcast dedicated to helping software executives stay on the cutting edge of sales and marketing in their industry. Let's get into the show. Hi, welcome to B2B Revenue Acceleration. My name is Aurélien Moutier, and I'm here today with Deidre McGinn, executive coach and founder at Step Up, Step In. How are you today, Deidre? Good morning, Ray. Thank you. I'm, I'm great today, actually. I'm in Dublin. It's a beautiful morning. It's very autumnal outside my window right now. So I'm looking at some beautiful colors on the trees. So happy, so a happy the, day. The first question for you is, have you been swimming in the sea this morning or not yet today? Not, not yet today. The tides are not working. But yesterday morning, I was in the sea quite early and it was just beautiful. Gorgeous. Yes. Very, very brave of you. Very brave. So our discussion today is quite topical, actually, and it's about building relationship in a virtual world. I'm very, 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 very keen to have you on today because I have found it myself relatively difficult to build relationship with employees, with clients, with suppliers during the lockdown. And I think we're all getting a little bit better at it. But before we step into the conversation, Deidre, would you like to give us a bit more information as to you know who you are, where you come from, but also tell us a little bit more about step up step in your company sure so for the last 25 years my career has been in the technology industry so i've worked in sales roles and sales leadership roles in oracle ibm and the most recent was with linkedin i was with linkedin for four and a half years okay so very much a tech background and a sales background About a year ago, Ray, I found myself, I probably a little bit burnt out, if I'm honest. I was just exhausted and tired. I was doing an executive coaching course here in Dublin. And as part of that, you go through your own personal coaching journey. And I suppose I realized that I wasn't as excited about working in the organization as I, as I had once been. So I left and I took a year off and I studied. I did two diplomas. I went swimming in the sea every day. I did lovely things. I traveled all over the world. And then last year, or this year, actually in February this year, I decided that I wasn't ready to go back into big corporates. So I started my own organization, which is Step Up, Step In, which initially it was around, I'm a big, I'm a huge advocate for women, especially women in sales organizations, just to help them yeah. step up into bigger jobs. And a lot of the coaching that I had done over the years was a lot of it was around helping women see that they could help them, I suppose, develop their confidence so that they could see that they had an opportunity to do something bigger within their organization. So that's what makes my heart sing. If I can help a woman and a woman specifically do something amazing in her career, then that just makes me happy. Besides that, I do a lot of work with organizations around executive presence and virtual presence. So through one-on-one coaching, but also through working with sales teams, I help them understand why is a virtual presence important and what are the elements of that that they need to really focus on to help them present themselves and be heard and seen on calls with clients and help build those relationships. Yeah. Now that makes perfect sense. So thanks for that. Yeah, uh, as I was saying in my introduction, I felt it myself. I feel it on a day-to-day basis. I'm a huge advocate of face-to-face engagement. I don't know why, but I always loved it. You know, some call me old school. And lots of my Californian clients actually find it a little bit bizarre when I call them and say, hey, I will be in California. I'd love to have a coffee with you. And they just say, whoa, hey, we can do a Zoom. You know, even pre-pandemic, I always valued a lot the importance of meeting in person, looking at people in the eyes. And I think it's, it's really important to build relationship, but also to build trust. I needed to build trust. But in this new world, and as we adjust to it, there is no way around getting in front of people. You know, it's very difficult. It would be dangerous. It would be inconsiderate. And of course, you know, there's nothing that, that's something that we can do. 
From your perspective, what is the importance of building a virtual presence and how can people make sure that they continue building strong relationships even if it's virtual? So like you, relationships, you know, I believe relationships are everything, especially in any organization. So what I've observed, Ray, over the last six months is initially when we went into lockdown globally, a lot of organizations were really focused just on getting their teams set up at home. So yeah. making sure the technology worked, making sure that they were looking after their team's mental health, making sure that everybody was comfortable in the environment that they had found themselves in. And it's been really difficult. So what I'm seeing now is that organizations are starting to look and see that, okay, so, so we've done all that. This is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. And we're going to be in this situation, I would say, for at least another 12 months. So now we need to focus mm -hmm. on our teams and make sure that we're giving them the tools and techniques to start building those relationships and to build that trust. And I suppose that's a lot of the work that I do. So the virtual presence is about, it's about inspiring confidence. That's how I describe it. So if I'm presenting myself in this small little box that we all find ourselves in, yeah. in the best possible way, and it's inspiring confidence and building confidence in you as my client, that starts to build a relationship. It starts to build the trust. And then you go deeper into what does that look like? So what do people see? Because, you know, the minute you see me this morning, you create an impression of me because we build judgment of people sure. in the first nanoseconds of meeting them. So there's an opportunity there, especially in Absolutely. a first engagement with a client, is to make sure that we're creating that first impression. And the judgment that they're making is the judgment that you want them to make. So for me, there's two things, I think, in terms of virtual presence. There's intentions. What's my intention coming on this call this morning with you? How do I want to help you? How do I want to make you feel? And we forget about this because we think about ourselves when we're going on calls with clients. We think about what do I want to get out of it? Yeah. What, my intention is how do I want you to feel on this call? How do I want you to perceive me on this call? And then the second bit is being present. I don't know, if I see it all the time and yeah. I appreciate that we're all Zoom fatigued now at this stage and you could spend eight hours on Zoom every day. So it's really easy to get distracted. And you know, I, I've got this beautiful view at my window. So it's very easy for me to just glance out there or my phone. I never have my phone on my desk when I'm on a call because it's just too easy. Yeah. And I'm not present then. And the minute my eyes go down, especially in this world, because we're seeing more in this environment than we're ever seeing in an office or in a meeting room because it's so intense. Yeah. So if, if my eyes drift down to my phone, you know already that I'm gone. Like I'm not present on the call. So having sort of an, an intention in your mind and being present for me are the foundations of creating a good virtual presence. No, absolutely. No, I completely understand that. And I think it's kind of common sense in a way because you're right. You know, you may be in your own living room. You may be in your own office. I think it's, it's a mindset as well. If you present well, I've always been a big believer that if you present well, you act well. And we always say to our team when they come in, when they used to come in the office, so we need to present well. We want, we want people to wear shirts. We want people to look smart. We don't want people to come in, you know, wearing trainers and chuggings and, you know, go around the office with hoodies and cap and flip-flops and stuff like that. You know, it's, we're not put you in the right mindset technically, but also we've got clients coming all the time in the office. And we want to show them that we are polished, we are slick, you know, that all the sort of things. So that, that, that makes perfect sense. And, and of course, we should take it to the virtual world, but that's common sense. I agree, but what yeah. I've seen, Ray, is in the first six months, a lot of things became acceptable. 
So yes. the stretchy pants, the hoodies, the Do you want to see my dog, the, dog, the children <laughs> running in. And, and I appreciate that all of that, not all of us have offices, you know, we're all living at home in the one house, so it can be quite difficult. But I think as we move forward, some of that's not just going to be acceptable anymore. So we can't look like we've just rolled out yeah. of bed. We can't look unshaven, hair all over the place, you know, sitting there in a hoodie in front of a client. For me, yeah. that's just not an appropriate way of presenting yourself. No, absolutely. I agree. So you developed the virtual presence framework. See, hear, and feel. Can you please talk us through the three stages of this framework? Sure. So the first stage is see, and that's the appearance that you see on the screen. So it's how you groomed yourself. It's your background. It's the lighting. So we, we forget about the space around ourselves and lighting. And lighting is hugely important because if you've got lovely natural light bouncing off your face, that creates energy in your face. So you look more interested, you look more alive, you look more engaged when you're having conversations. If you've got light behind you, it can darken your face. If there's any sort of shading or darkness over your face, you can look a bit shady. And, you know... In, <laughs> That's what I've got right now. My God, so you, I've, so, got, I've so got the window the behind me. Yeah, so it's the most appropriate place for you is to be facing into the window. Yeah. So if you face into the window, you'll see a different light bounce off yourself. There you go. See? Yeah. So, and if you don't have that beautiful natural light that you have, then having some sort of a lamp, especially going into winter now, you need to have some really good yeah. lighting so people can see your face because we don't yeah. have very much to work with. We've got our head, we've got our shoulders, we've got our hands. So all of that piece we need to present in the best possible way. It's our body posture. You know, do we look relaxed? Are we slumped looking into the screen or are we sitting up in a confident manner? Are our shoulders showing that we're relaxed? And there's all sorts of tips and techniques that you can use to demonstrate confidence in your body. So the second part is here, which is our communication. So it's how we communicate in this environment. And I've been very lucky over the years to manage lots of virtual teams. So I've had lots of practice building relationships and communicating in this environment, which is fantastic. So it's quite natural for me to use my voice and the human voice, there's all sorts of interesting things we can do with the human voice. So our pitch is really important. If we're pitching too high, it can come across as nervous. If we're too yeah. low, we could bore the pants off somebody. You know, our tone, so we can bring emotion into our voice. And again, all of this, we don't have a lot to work with. So when we're communicating, so our voice becomes really important. And building energy and expression into your voice and using your body to do that. So that's why it's so important to sit up when you're talking because it opens your diaphragm and it allows you to breathe right into your belly, which allows you to project your voice in a much better way. So communication is about how do we use our eye contact? How do we use voice? How do we use facial expressions and our body? to communicate and energy and, and our message. And then feel is about that emotional connection piece. It's about building those relationships. And it's not about how you feel, it's about how you make other people feel. And so how do you build those relationships? How do you, and for me, as I said, it's about intention, it's about presence and trust. It's all about trust. And it's about really understanding sure. the dimensions of trust and what are the sort of the five different dimensions of trust and how, how do you work through those in a relationship? Because the more trust you have, the more influence you have. And within a sales of organization, course. influence is everything, right? So... Yeah, so I've spent a lot of time on that trust piece. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Again, it's interesting because the way you frame it is so, it's just common sense. But again, I don't know if we all think about it all the time, you know. And in fact, I'm thinking about it because I moved, I, I used to have my home office, in, I just moved out in my previous 
house. My home office was literally in front of the window. And I would love to have a little bit of sun coming in the morning, you know, 9.30, 10 o'clock, and that sun comes through. And I always had light. And now I moved to my new house where my office is in front of a wall. And the window is a little bit on the side of it. And I was, I'm always trying to kind of move closer to the screen so I can use the, the light of the screen. Yeah. And I, I'm going to change that, you see? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make action from our conversation today just right. on the lighting because I agree with you so much. It's important to have the right lighting. It's important for people to see you because you can't feel the emotion that you would have in person. And I also 100% agree with you. I think it's something uh, sad to say, but as human being, within the first few seconds of seeing someone, we make an opinion of that someone. That opinion can be changed, but it will take much more time to change, you know, an opinion rather than creating a good one, uh, a good impression to, to start with. So yeah, yeah, absolute common sense. Can I suggest you buy yourself a ring light? So they're about 20 bucks, not expensive. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking about this, you know, I don't call them ring light, but I think what you're speaking about are just like Instagram light when you see yeah. people doing a like, a, they, yeah. they've got a the little light in their eyes. I'm going to get one for all the stuff, I think. I'm going to get one for everyone. I'm going to buy a bulk Brilliant. ring light. But I think, I, think, I think that makes sense. We should have that. And, and you know, I have had some uh, group session with the team recently because, again, we want to try new things. And I can't walk in the office anymore. I can't take a plane to go to Dallas or California anymore to meet the people at work for us. So we, we are doing it online now. And I find it very, very difficult. Even, you know, I'm going to wait that a little bit, but even a little bit rude when, when I do a session and people don't put their camera on, because I don't think, and then you mentioned something, it's not about how you feel, it's about how you make the other people feel. And I just feel bad that people don't want to help me in that session. You know, if you do a training session with someone, you cannot want to help the guys with, with training. If you've ever done training, you know how difficult it is to do training and to keep people engaged. Mm-hmm. And I find it borderline rude, really, when people don't turn their camera because I kind of need that energy to get my energy up yeah. in this training session. And, I think, so, yeah, uh, and a way around that, Ray, is just to you know, set the parameters before you even go on the calls. Just say, I have know, tried that. You ha- you have I'm going to do it again. I'm yeah. going to do it again and again and again. Yeah, no, But okay. call it out. So give people plenty of advance because you don't know what's going on in people's homes, right? It could be like yourself today, having the cleaner hoovering yeah. behind you so you know there might be a reason but i would i would if you're going and you're and you're making the effort to bring that energy to that training and you're dead right it's about respect but make sure that you give people plenty of warning in advance that camera is a necessity okay yeah makes sense last question that i've got for you is could you suggest how we can connect emotionally with our clients to enhance engagement and deepen relationship virtually sure so as i mentioned earlier there's five dimensions to building trust for me and they're credibility reliability respect, vulnerability, and empathy. So they're the five. The first credibility is, you know, you know your stuff, you're in the job because you've got there for a reason. You either have the qualifications or the experience to do your job. And that's the starting point of creating trust is, I know what I'm doing. You can, you can trust me that I will deliver a service to you. The second is reliability. And I think this is hugely important. And we don't, we underestimate the power of reliability. And this is the one thing that can really erode trust. And it's the say, do gap. That's what I call it. And it's, you say you're going to do something and then you don't do it because okay. life gets in the way. So, and it might be the smallest little thing, like I'll send you that report that I spoke about and I'll send it to you by this evening. And then you 
come off this Zoom call, you go straight on to the next one, you forgot to take a note of it and it's lost. So then yeah, the yeah. customer or the client comes chasing you to have that report and that's not good. So I would say, don't say it if you're not going to do it. I would say, what's that expression, under-deliver? Um, Over-promise, Over-promise and under-deliver in terms of- I've got a leadership session with the team about exactly that today. Brilliant. But yeah, I, I think it's massive, you know, not meeting expectations or promising something to someone. Having to be chased by your client is my worst nightmare. Worst nightmare. I would absolutely agree with it. The third for me is respect. So that's, you know, respect to me is turning up on time, presenting yourself in the right way, making sure that you're tuned into the needs of the individual. You've got your present and your intentional on the call. Then we've got vulnerability. And that for me, is just, it's about authenticity. It's about if I'm not being real with you today, Ray, you'll see through me in a nanosecond, right? So yeah. it's about not putting on a persona to get something off somebody. It's about showing up for you because I think you're in that job for a reason. Your personality will take you to the place that you need to go with. And so I think authenticity is hugely important. And then the last and the most important is empathy. And I think for salespeople, when we're talking to clients and we hear a client talk about a problem, we'll jump in straight away because we love problems because we're problem solvers. If I'm talking to you and I I hear something, I'm going, okay, I'm just going to get in there now because I know exactly how I'm going to solve Ray's problem. And we we miss the nuance of the conversation because we're not listening. So for me, empathy is about listening and it's about not jumping in, not trying to solve problems, but it's really listening to what's going on. And it's about understanding the impact on the individual. So if your client is coming and like you said earlier, you know you're performing at 80% but they're not happy that you're not at 100% there's something behind that and it's not about 100% because they recognize that nobody will ever get to 100% but there's something going on behind it for them and if you're listening you'll find out what that impact is on the individual and on their organization and I think if you can figure that out then you start to create empathy with that person and you sit on the other side of the table with them not opposite to them. And that's what you want to do. You want to be on the same side of the table as the client. So I think for me, relationships is that trust bit and empathy. Empathy and reliability, probably the most two most important elements of building trust. And once you have trust, you'll have that relationship and you'll be able to influence. Yeah. So nicely put, Adrian. Music to my ears. You know, again, very common sense way to put it together and, and very eloquent in the, in the delivery. So now I think I think that that's, that's wonderful. I really appreciate that. Look, we're coming to the end of our session today, which is a little bit unfortunate because I, I think, you know, it's, we could have probably gone on for a little longer. Very excited about the conversation we're having so far. But if any of our audience would like to engage with you or engage with Step Up, Step In, pursue the conversation, what is the best way to get hold of you? So LinkedIn is the best way to contact me. So it's Deirdre McGinn and the company name is Step Up, Step In, as you said. If you could direct message me on LinkedIn, that would be perfect. I'm still in the process of building a website, so not quite there yet. And my email address is Deirdre at stepupstepin.ie. Wonderful one. Many thanks once again. Lots of great insight today, and it was great to have you on the show. My pleasure. Thank you, Ray. You've been listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.